Hi, VoiceOver Insider, Julie Williams here, and I have really learned the value of strategizing and planning my career, and I want to help you do that too. So I would love to offer you a free short strategy session to plan the next steps in your career. So whether you are new to VO and not sure where to go next, or you're experienced, even if you're a voiceover coach, let's brainstorm together. This is not a sales pitch. It's your time. Of course, I'll tell you about my services if you want to know, but if you just want to pick my brain, that's okay too. You can reserve your time at https colon slash slash voice dash overs dot as as dot me forward slash. Meantime, enjoy the free VoiceOver Insider podcast. Hi, I'm Sean Pratt. Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider podcast where we discuss all things to help you build your voiceover momentum. Today's host is Julie Williams. Julie, what's the topic of the day? Our guest today is Rob Siglin-Paglia, longtime voiceover and on-camera actor, uh, incredible actor, and has even done some Super Bowl commercials, which I am very envious of. I've always wanted to do a Super Bowl commercial. Of course, it was hilarious. And he's also very much in the know about AI. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Rob, first, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I forgot to mention you've got a book, VO Legal. He's an attorney as well and has um, VO Legal, which you can get on Amazon, or you can also get it at voiceoverlegal.com for the hard copy. You go there, right? Yep, correct. So pretty much everything legal that you need to know to help you stay out of trouble in your voiceover career. I try to. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Um, let's start. Uh, what is AI? Um, AI is otherwise known as text-to-speech. Um, stands for artificial intelligence. So, I mean, there's different forms of artificial intelligence because, you know, it's it's really creating robots. That's that's really what it is. And uh, obviously voice actors are concerned about the replication of one's voice. So that's that's the aspect of AI that uh, voiceover artists are concerned about. Um, even on-camera actors are concerned about it too because now they can, they can create a whole person artificially online that you know. looks really real i mean that really really looks real yeah wow. looks, you can't tell the difference well they did it with uh, the star wars film where they made uh mark hamill look younger that was done that was ai so wow it's not animation it's real so yeah all right so that's how it's affecting voiceover now people are afraid for the future of uh i assume losing work to ai yeah because i mean right now there's there's um, debates going back and forth as to whether or not it's going to uh, take jobs away because the you know the AI voices text to speech you can they're not perfected yet so you can you can mm -hmm. still tell that they're computer generated for uh, for the most part I mean there there are are higher forms of, of text to speech that's not consumer available yet like because they do um, like the big studios do uh, use AI to do ADR now. Oh. the automated dialogue replacement so what they sure. do now they they can just take the soundtrack so what they recorded for the film from the voice talent or from the actor they can take that soundtrack and just replace his di the dialogue his or her dialogue in the film so they'll need the actor sure. to come in like they do with siri yeah like they do with siri but it's it's their voice and it's it's in the right cadence and it's the right nuance and 
Now, as far as voiceover goes, do they have to use voices to create the voices? Right now they do. Yes. So there's different ways. I mean, really all they need is a large, it's getting smaller, but a large volume of recorded voice. So for instance, this podcast, if there's enough material, someone can just go and download the sound files and create your, recreate your voice. Julie. So that's what you need to worry about. So they can, they can make me say the opposite of what I just said. Yep. Yep. Just by, if you have yeah. enough recorded material out there, otherwise you have to come in and record and there's different logarithms um, or algorithms. Sorry. So there's different things that they have you read. So they'll give you like 10,000 lines of what sounds like gibberish. But when they put it all together with the, the algorithm puts it together and then it makes it sound like a, a sentence. You know, there's, there's these sites popping up now where you can just go on and you can post copy up on the site and then it, it, uh, you pick a voice that you want and it'll spit the <laughs> recording out. And that's, well, that's what they're perfecting. And it's going over the next five years, maybe 10, I would say, but more, I would say less than 10, I would say within five. You're not going to be able to tell the difference because it's, it's getting harder to tell now on a daily basis between what's human and what's AI. So... I've no, heard really, some commercials on YouTube that have been definitely AI, very poorly done. It really depends on the quality of the recordings. So that's why they've been they've been hiring voice talent to do it because you know the better the recordings, you know, obviously the better the recording in, the better the the result on the other side. So they went through a period there where they were just uh, you know giving people a hundred bucks to come in, a hundred dollar Amazon card to come in to you know to read a bunch of lines, but when they Wow. We're trying to reconstruct those things that they weren't, it wasn't good quality. So that's when, that's when they moved over to voice talent. Yeah. There's a certain kind of, uh, I don't know if it's cadence or what, but I auditioned for, for the people who did Siri. It wasn't, well, they didn't actually tell us what it was for, but I don't think it was for Siri. I got in the top 25 in the country. I don't know who else was in it. And I know that I didn't get it if they actually cast it. I'm not sure if, if whatever it was for was cast, but they gave us Alice in Wonderland. They gave us like six different, totally different types of voiceovers to read as the audition. And then they plug it into their system and they're like, oh, okay. She sounds conversational with it. Right. So, um, Do you remember when that was? Oh, it's been a few years, about five years. Okay, because I did yeah. the um, the last big one that I remember um, was the Bixby voice, which was for the mm -hmm. Samsung phones and for the appliances. And I, I actually directed that. Um, I directed the, the voice actor. And I, I remember I knew who the top three were. I think I heard the top three voices. And um, the, the way that they ended up picking the voice was by focus group to figure out, you know, which one – got the best reaction and that's how they ended up picking the the talent but um that's the last I, they don't really do those anymore now it's you know they don't do have a, a voice where they pay them a lot of money to come in and be like the the siri voice or the bixby voice mm -hmm. you know now ai has has evolved where now it's just you know they pay a few thousand dollars and have you read 10 lines and they can take anybody's voice and use it for anything really so any, yeah. anything artificial no well not artificial intelligence but you know they can get it to sound more real as they're perfecting the technology so is this going to cause a legal nightmare when it comes to things like uh residuals and um, making sure they don't run something past the 13 weeks in the union and stuff like that or do you think people will just switch over to non-union well i'm not sure if they're going to allow it for commercials um and if they did i don't think it's going to be for union um 
Not yet. Uh, well, the budget gonna, probably isn't enough for union. Well, and that's going to have to be something that the union is going to have to work out as far as rates. But um, there's there's two different camps from what I've seen now of um, AI companies. I, I put them in the evil camp and the good camp. <laughs> so like the evil camp make you come in and record and then they, they take ownership of the synthetic cloned voice and they can do whatever they want with it. So they can sell it to third parties to go on any platform. That's what I call the evil camp. <laughs> the good camp want to work with the talent. So they, they let you own your cloned voice, your synthetic voice when it's done. And then they'll pay a residual for every time someone pays um, to have a recording done. So those are the better contracts from what I've yeah. seen. And that's how they're trying to work with the talent. So that's what I'm hoping the future, that's how the future is going to be. But there are a whole bunch of laws, like a whole bunch of laws. In fact, there's a website, I forget the URL, but there's a website you can go on to, to check what each of the states are doing as far as combating AI and the federal government. You can see all the bills that are proposed, you know, because the, the, the other concern is not just for voice talent, but like you said before, it's for the ordinary citizen. You know, we could, somebody could just take your voice print and, and you know, those systems where it's run by your voice on the phone, you know, they could clean out your bank account or something you know, with your voice print. So that's the big consumer concern. And that's, you know, that's why laws are being passed. And of course, voice talent are we they'll be under that umbrella, you know, that if they're going to regulate the use of AI voices. So, and they are, you know, the AI is definitely, it's definitely under the microscope for um, regulations, legislation. You're listening to the voiceover insider podcast. I'm Julie Williams, and I'm talking with uh, attorney and voiceover and on-camera talent, Rob Siglampaglia, who apparently also directs AI, or at least for that one, that one time. He's not the bad guy. Don't worry. Um, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm John Harrison Goss. I'm an audiobook narrator, and I wanted to develop my e-learning narration skills, so Sean Pratt referred me to Julie Williams. Working with Julie was incredible. She really took my e-learning narration skills to the next level. And here's the demo she produced for me. Part of one-to-one -one marketing is nurturing customers, which requires new capabilities and processes. It takes time to build these, and we've learned a lot along the way. These new capabilities are powering our capacity to grow and deliver relevant marketing to our customers. You wouldn't expect to find something amusing as you meander through a graveyard. But that's what happens when you visit the resting place of Ron Popeil, because his headstone echoes the words he said so often in his life. But wait, there's more. Sun, surf, and sand are the essentials of an idyllic beach vacation. Toss in poolside relaxation and an ocean outing or two, and you have the perfect recipe for a fun-filled family trip or romantic getaway. These three escapes, one each in Oahu, St. Thomas, and Riviera Maya, offer all of the above, all year round. In the top left corner, select the File tab. Choose Options. In the new window, click on Calendar and scroll down to Time Zones. Now select the checkbox that reads Show a Second Time Zone and choose a new time zone from the drop-down menu. Solid model representations of actuator mechanics or machine elements are processed by an OpenGL rendering engine, allowing you to visualize machine movements in 3D animations right on the HMI screen. 
welcome back to the Voiceover Insider Podcast. I'm Julie Williams, and we're talking to Rob Ziglin-Paglia. Um, so, Rob, you were talking about, uh, we're talking about AI, and you were talking about some legal things coming, which uh, I assume is going to be by state. Um, how soon do you anticipate that happening? Uh, some states have already passed laws. Um, I, I, would, I, I would say, I think it was around 30 states on there that had legislation either passed or pending. Uh, there's a whole slew of bills that are running through the, you know, the federal government too. And uh, if they ever get their act together, <laughs> stop arguing. Maybe, maybe they can pass some bills. But uh, so I don't, I don't really know how long it's going to take. But you know, it, it, it's been ongoing for a while. So um, it is, it's definitely on people's radar, and it's definitely on the lawmakers' radar. So right. um, you know, this is, and because it's still in its infancy too. You know, things are still developing. So um, this is where. We as voice actors and citizens need to, you know, keep our, our legislators filled in on to what, you know, what's going on and how what they want to see done as far as laws passed. Um, and there's also there's also a um, an ethical group that was started to pass um, ethical standards for AI as well, and that that has some influence that you can see definitely the definite influence that's having on some of the statutes, whatever standards that group is trying to to set up. So. You know, all of that stuff working in conjunction, you know, it should hopefully keep his criminal the criminal activity down as much as possible. You know, if there's if that's a possibility, maybe there'll, there'll at least be some consequences for criminal activity. So whether we like it or not, uh, this little infant AI, uh, and I call it a little infant because there's probably so much more that we can't even conceive of that it can do uh, or will be able to do in the future, is here and it's growing. So. How can we, as voiceover talents, benefit from that? So you can benefit by um, actually creating a long-lasting legacy that lives beyond your years because you can partner with one of those companies that set up a cloned voice for you and um, you know that pay residuals, and they'll pay residuals forever. So you could pass it on to your family, and you could still be voicing narration and commercials and whatever else people want voiced for much beyond the time that you're you've moved on to the to the next wherever whatever it is whatever you believe in so it's uh i mean that that's that's a good thing is that you know you can you can get residuals paid um and then you know people like that passive income where they don't they do a little work up front and get paid a lot later on oh yeah those residuals are great yep and that's that's if you're using one of the the uh, more progressive AI companies, as I'll call it, you know, you know, then you're 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 working for residuals and working for future, you know, future monies for anyone using your voice for through those those systems. Plus, you'll have your own voice. Like you can also, you'll have the clone voice for yourself, so you can put it up on your own website. People can mm -hmm. just go up on your own website and, and uh, you know hire your cloned voice to do work too. So it's it, it, like another whole demo, a different genre. A whole new person. It's, it's a clone. It's, it's it's when you think about it, it's it's insane. You know, it's, it's like it's total science fiction, but you know, it's now it's fact. So it's real, yeah. Wow. And so, what about standards? Like, for example, I'm a Christian, and if I were to do a voice, and they can take it, I don't want it to be on a porn site. Yes, you know what I mean? that's actually a standard clause in the good the good camps contract is that they can't use it for any pornographic or disparaging manner you know mm -hmm. pornographic sites disparate in a disparaging manner so it's not going to talk negative about people or 
things or companies that that's a standard clause that's in that contract and that that's one of the things that the um that's one of the ethical standards that were so, that came out of the the i forget the name of the group i wish i could remember the name of the group it's like the open source ai or something i forget what yeah. it is but you know that's one of that was one of the things that came out of that is you know how do we control the use of our synthetic voices for projects that we don't we don't we don't want them to be a part of the other clause that i've seen in contracts is the conflicts clause so you were talking about that earlier Yes. So if you, if a third party uses your your voice, that you would have the right to to um, ve- kind of veto the use of it if it was going to have a conflict with another product that you've already voiced, if it was going to cause a conflict issue. So that's another clause that I see in some of these contracts. Wow. So- and I, I'm sure political, you know, I mean, would you want your voice on a political thing promoting something you totally disagree with? Right. So, I mean, that's another thing. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add about AI and voiceover? I mean, it's so, it's, I mean, I I like, I'm encouraged by the way things are moving in one direction, you know, as the taking into account the talents uh, concerns. But on the other hand, you know, like, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm sure, you know, I was involved with the Bev standing case and I sued TikTok because TikTok stole Bev's voice from a job that she had done for AI a few years back, you know, that's still the bad side and that's still the abusive side and that's still out there. So we still need to work on getting those people to come over to, to the good side, and, you know, and then all, a lot of the concerns of voice talent will, will fade away except for a loss of jobs, but then they can still, this is another, this is a substitute for the loss of the human live job. So it's still, right. it's still going to be work for voice talent but just in a different form than it was before. Radio went automated and now there are so many radio people that aren't able to get work. And if they do, um, in in Dallas, uh, there was a big star for like 30 years doing mornings in Dallas. And now he can't get a job that uh, he he has a nice morning gig, but he's getting paid $30,000 a year. I don't know why he stays, but whatever. (laughs) He he obviously loves loves it. But technology with any job, it's the same thing. So, you know changes that aren't necessarily good for us, like the internet enabled a lot of people uh, out there to get into the business. Right. Um, and, you know, there's good and bad things about the internet, but my business runs on the internet. Right. You know, I'm in tiny little New Braunfels, Texas, where the rivers come together and people come to vacation. You know, I'm not even marketing myself here because there's nothing going on here. You are listening to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast. I'm Julie Williams. This has been Rob Siglin Paglia, who is an attorney, voiceover and on-camera actor, and also represents uh, voiceover talents, right? Uh, you've done contracts for me. You represented uh, Bev Standing um, with, the, with the AI case. And, and so if somebody has a voiceover-related legal issue, or any legal issue, I, I suppose, how do they get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is go to my website, which is Rob Sig, R-O-B-S-C-I-G-E-S-Q.com. Awesome. And you can get the book by going to VOLegal.com or picking up VO Legal by Rob Siglipaglia on Amazon. Yep. I'm Julie Williams, and I look forward to talking to you next time on the VoiceOver Insider Podcast. I hope you found that information helpful and enjoyable. If you would like a free strategy session with Julie Williams to talk about your VO career, just email Julie at voice-overs.com and we'll get you on the schedule. If you'd like to train in nonfiction audiobook narration, I'd be happy to work with you. Email Sean Pratt at Comcast 
www.thepeopleshow.net. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you next week on a brand new episode of the VoiceOver Insider Podcast.